Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce our host of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Business Talk, podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'd like to start by wishing all of you a very happy holiday. It's been a very trying 2020 coming to a close. Let's hope uh, things get much better as the calendar turns to 2021. A great show ahead. We have with us Sheila Kuhn. She is co-owner with her husband, Dan, of Hot Oven Cookies, based in Springfield, now with a few locations in Springfield. We're going to talk about that. How are you today, Sheila? I am sweet. Actually, I'm pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) Sweet. We like that. We have a lot of different guests on this podcast. We One of the things we like to do, or that I like to do, is, is bring entrepreneurs on. I, I love entrepreneurs. I love telling their stories. I love relating the, the challenges and the obstacles they've got to come over and the energy that they bring to the equation. I just love telling these stories. And yours is one of my favorite stories in this region. So I want you to start just by giving a quick, and I do mean quick, um, synopsis of, of how you happen to start Hot Oven Cookies and kind of bring us right up to the, the present tense. Sure. So um, Hot Oven Cookies was actually birthed about uh, about 10 years ago. Um, I was a single mom, seven kids, and I needed to find employment that would um, allow me to be mom and pay for my bills. And I couldn't find it. So I recognized that I had to create my own opportunity and that's how Hot Oven Cookies was born. Is that oh, quick? That was quick. Almost too quick. Can you kind of walk us through how yeah. you got off the ground and, and bought sure. these cookies, which are phenomenal, by the way. I'm sure many of you had them already. So just a really quick background. Um, I, I got into cookies because when I when I was a child and my parents divorced, my mom, who was a baker, started her own small cookie business. And I always was um, awed at the fact that I didn't know who was happier, my mom uh, making the cookies or the customer receiving it. And then secondly, I recognized that there was a way to empower yourself and be able to um, live a family life and take care of your your duties. So that kind of stuck with me. And as I went through life, I was aiming actually to be a lawyer. But um, when I, after I sat for my LSATs, I decided that I didn't really see myself doing that. I wanted instead to like to 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 share who who I am and to just to do something through baking because it had been a passion for a long time. So I went to the culinary program at HCC. Uh, I did a couple jobs here and there um, while balancing motherhood to seven children um, as a baker, as a as a chef, and then finally as a baker. And that's when my aha moment came in. Like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is this is my life. This is what I want to see myself doing. And so it took a while, but um, I worked through setting forth uh, what I what's now a growth plan. Actually, I didn't know it was a growth plan then as to how um, a single mom with no money was <laughs> going to execute this this plan. And so it took several years, but I got connected with um, it's now called e for all in Holyoke, but it was called Spark back then. I took some of their business uh, courses. I. Um, I joined Valley Venture Mentors, uh, who have been extremely instrumental in getting us to where we are. Um, we've done programs like Rise Up Springfield here in Springfield. Um, we've done ICCC, which is Inner Capital Connections. I forget the other C. 
And then we just finished a program called Cultivate Small Business out in Boston. Uh, and the partners were Commonwealth Kitchen and um, Santander Bank. So, you know, I have had to balance a lot of uh, hats and able to recognize my dream while still serving uh, out my duties as mom. But, um, but I was able to do it with tenacity. And really, when you're broke, man, you got to just plan wisely. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It was just a, a snail, a snail's pace of the little red hen story. Interesting. We're going to talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship and, and being an entrepreneur a little bit later on. But I want to talk about what you've done this year. Sure. Uh, COVID has forced a lot of businesses to, to retrench, uh, to kind of slow down, uh, put expansion plans on the table, just kind of hang in there, try to survive the year if they could, and that. Yeah. hasn't been your story at all. You've gone from having one location to really three, I believe. And mm-hmm. you now mm-hmm. got two locations in Springfield. Tell us about that. So to be perfectly honest with you, we kind of started out the year that way. We had had, um, we had been located in another um, uh, storefront in Springfield for two years. And we had had some serious, serious, serious physical facility challenges. And so we were actually down for the count and closed for a couple of years, a couple months, came back to Springfield in February, the end of February, right when the, the closures were starting to be set. And, you know, honestly, we really thought about just closing and collecting unemployment. But when our customers from Springfield and, be, and around, you know, our loyal, uh, we call them the cookie cravers, when they found out we were back and, and we shared our plans with them, they, they really begged us not to do it. They asked us to please stay open, that they needed us in this time. And so we made a decision that if we made no money for several months and all we did was like (laughs) sell cookies at a dollar or even give them away for a couple months just so that our community would have some sense of normalcy, then that's what we were going to do. But thankfully for us, even though our our base, uh, our market or our niche customer, which is the workers downtown, even though they were gone, what we found was a huge support system in people who had heard about us, um, had tried us maybe at a food truck event and hadn't had a chance to come back because they were working. They now found themselves unemployed with time. And so they started to come visit us. And then after they started visiting us, they'd come back a second and third time. They'd tell their neighbor, they'd tell their mom, they'd tell their cousins. And so we built this amazing niche um, that we didn't even plan on. Um, and that allowed us to stay open. Uh, we uh, made a decision to um, to look for a second facility, a second location that didn't have the problems that the one we were in had. We found the Allen Street location. And lo and behold, 82 to 83% of the new customer base we had lived up in the 16-acre area. <laughs> in the East Forest Park area. So this new customer base, when we opened in Allen Street, followed us up there, making that store like a hot spot. It is so popular. It's so, um, so busy. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you're on Allen Street and you're in downtown Springfield as well. You call it uptown and downtown, if I remember correctly. We call it uptown and downtown. Yes. Uh, our plan was to, kind of see it through at the the old locale that we were in but I had kind of a wish and I spoke it out loud and I said you know 
this situation here is getting kind of kooky. If I could only get into 1365 Main Street where the Delaney um, market was, like it would be, it would be amazing. But not thinking, it was just speaking out loud. And actually, somebody heard me, and uh, like. Literally, like one or two days after I made that statement, I got a phone call and someone said, I have the keys. Do you want to see it? And they heard us. They knew our story and they were very, very supportive and wanted us here. So before you know it, we were planning two openings and we launched the downtown, the new downtown and the uptown shop all in the same week. One on Tuesday and one on Saturday. And here we are. And this all happened in a matter of a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yep. looks like good timing. I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, that yep. uh, cookies have become kind of a comfort food here in the middle of the pandemic. I'm even hearing, uh, was it Keebler or Pepperidge Farm was predicting yep. a cookie shortage for the holiday. Sounds like it's the right product at the right time. Uh, you know, one thing that I looked into uh, when I was starting this is um, – the longevity of cookies and and really honestly cookies are almost a recession proof product mayhaps because of the psychological effects you know and the emotional effects of cookies um we don't know what it is but it's kind of like sweet magic because it's worked for us uh we have an order for like 12 dozen plus tomorrow we have over 150 dozen orders for next week and that's just corporate orders that's not um our customer base so we're actually doing really well it's a great story. I, I'm sure this will be your favorite part. Tell us about the cookies. You've got lots of different flavors. Did you say more than a hundred? Oh no, sir. We have over. A, we have literally. We have a thousand and five flavors of cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, one thousand and five, and that's pretty funny because um, we fun. have two. Our menu is comprised of our always cookies, which are customer favorites, and that's where the five flavors come in. The thousand is, is a menu that I term the Willy Wonka menu of weeklies that we rotate. And that menu came about back in the day when I was in pastry school and I would make my children all the foofy gourmet uh, recipes like creme brulee and pound cake. They hated it, but they loved cookies. So I created five, the five base flavors I have now without anything like over the top. It was pretty simple, but my children were not happy with that. My children actually wanted me to put like, Macaroni and cheese and noodles and, you know, rice and beans. And that didn't work. But then they started giving me some really great ideas like cereal or like even cake or flan, which is like something that we eat a lot. I'm from Puerto Rico, so we eat a lot of flan and guava. So I started a book. I started a book um, based on their suggestions. And then I kind of went into my pastry chef uh, mentality and said, hey, what would work? So we came up with a thousand flavors. So when it was time to launch our cookie truck, well, when it was time to launch a business, I knew it had to be cookies. And then I already had a repertoire. And so since we started, I've just been going through that, that thousand cookie um, menu. And um, today I believe we've gone through, I thought it was 700, but it was like, it's like 565 flavors so far um, of cookies. So in addition yep. to the cookies, now you're also starting to sell the cookie dough itself. How's that going? It's actually going so well that um, we're going to be um, adding. Um, we're going to be adding uh, a line, a line item, if you will, to our uh, our menu and to our shops. We're going to have cookie dipping cabinets. 
um, so that when our customers walk in, they don't have to guess at what the dough looks like that I have in the cooler. They can actually look in the cabinet, see what the cookie dough looks like, and we will scoop to order. So we will have baked cookies and we'll have a station for take and bake cookie dough that they can um, take home because that's gotten so popular now, just like our cookies that we sell out daily of whatever we have in the cooler. And so we've started taking pre-orders for the dough, but we're going to streamline it actually and make it like an entertainment factor, if you will, just to make it more fun for people coming in. And we're looking forward to that. We also mail it. We we're, we, we ship nationally. Uh, we've got quite a few orders going out tomorrow to Texas, California, Florida. We've shipped to Alaska, which didn't go that well, but um, we're working on it. So there's 49 other states. So. Yeah. Yeah. We did successfully ship to Hawaii. So that's that. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to be as creative as possible with um, our strengths. Pivot is necessary to cover um, our needs and to grow our business, but to also give our customers what they need. And honestly, um, I have to get that plug in there to VVM. VVM has done extremely well in teaching us and teaching us how to be a successful and creative and sustainable business. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Those who are, are not entrepreneurs, I don't think any of them really think this is easy, but this is so much harder than many people could, could ever appreciate. Can you talk about Absolutely. the ups and the downs and the roller coaster ride that, that every entrepreneur goes through and what it takes they have to, to stay on that track and ride all that out? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Um, I think I haven't felt like I felt it, um, you know, all these things that you speak about. But to be honest with you, my motivation was my children finding a way to be able to be their mom and to provide for their needs uh, on an ongoing basis, um, as well as support them. And working 18 hour days, 16 to 18 hour days, that just wasn't doing it. Um, I, I, I remember one of my the pivoting point was. I cut that on my hours and um, I had to make a decision. Like, what was I going to do? Was I going to buy groceries or was I going to pay the bill? I mean, this company was built while I was sitting in a homeless shelter. I ended up in a homeless shelter in 2014 um, with my three daughters. And I was like, you know, this is not going to work. I, I have to do something. And that's where Hot Oven Cookies was born, really out of a well of necessity and love. And love is really what is our mission here. And we will continue it as far as I'm at, as long as I'm at the helm and beyond, this is what it's going to be about is just sharing the cookie love in whatever way we can. Did you ever have that dream of owning your own business? There, there are those people and then there are mm -hmm. others. Yes. Uh, they, they don't have whatever it is to, to want to be their own boss, to want to own their own business. You've had right. that all along, have you? Actually, yes. Um, I, my grandparents raised me and my grandfather always wanted me to be a lawyer. And so I was trying to honor what he wanted me to do. But in my heart, from the time I was like, I don't know, maybe from the first time I signed my mom, right? Um, making her cookies and selling them. I had purposed it that that's what I wanted to do. I like wanted to do something that would like, like had the power to bring that much joy to people. Right. Um, so I had always wanted to do it, but I had to kind of, I really, honestly, I, for a long time, I, I did a really great job of um, serving the needs of other people and desires. And I just finally gave in to what I needed. And 
I knew it wasn't going to be easy. When you're a single mom with barely any money, it's really a pipe dream. But when you've got seven kids and they're watching you, there's you don't have the opportunity to go back on your word. And and so I had the dream, I had the passion, and I had to find a way to make it work. And I did. So I know 2020 has been busy enough for you, but um, you're also looking ahead. Uh, where yes. might we see this company and these cookies down the road? Um, we're in the process of, so we have a kiosk at Bradley International Airport um, that I can't share too much about just for confidentiality, but that will be opening in the new year. Um, and we're doing feasibility studies in locations like Worcester, uh, definitely Boston, um, West Hartford, and uh, Northampton, which is where I grew up. I really would like to put a location there. So we're just kind of testing out. We're just, we're kind of going slow, but moving forward cautiously and just testing out the waters. And those are the markets that right now that we're looking at getting into, um, as well as kind of, um, as well as expanding our e-commerce and starting to ship more of our cookie dough throughout the United States. Could you see this as a franchise with hot oven cookies in all 50 states and some foreign countries someday? Yes. You know, for, for lack of sounding like this emotional creature, right? When I went into VVM, <laughs> our, our pitch was providing attainable and sustainable employment to people through hot oven cookies franchises. When I first started, I saw it as being franchising the truck, the cookie cart. But now I see that it would... Um, it would be a better plan to franchise what we call micro shops. And that's what we're working towards. If, you know, if I, if everything goes well within the next five years, we would actually like to start franchising um, hot oven cookies, micro shops uh, in the region. And then throughout the United States with the sole purpose of targeting the average person who might not be able to afford a very high priced um, franchise, but has, savings, tenacity, passion, experience, and would fit our model. And there's, we have a wait list already of like six people who've been waiting since we first pitched it at BBM. And so <laughs> we're off to a good start. We'll see where it goes, but we're excited about sharing our blessings with other people because it's really important for me not to hoard them, but to sow into other people. And that's really how I've grown is being generous with with what we've got and with our resources and we will continue to do so. And we aim to grow and become a national and mayhaps even international company. So that's where it is for now. Okay. Well, based on your success to date, I would not bet against you. Not at all. So good luck with all that. I think uh, all our listeners can probably understand now why this is one of my favorite entrepreneurship stories in Western mass. You've really done a phenomenal job. I think you're uh, kind of a role model to a lot of people, kind of a, an example of what can be done uh, in this region with, a, with an idea and a dream. Uh, it's a great example of what, what can happen. Thank you. I, I appreciate it very much. So thank you very much. Even the support that you're giving me right now is phenomenal. I, 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 I'm in awe of people like you who, who see and follow that vision of ours to sow in any way you can um, so that the region and people around us can reap the benefits. So I appreciate that. Okay. It's not good to be in awe of me ever. But that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so good luck to you again. Happy holidays. Thank you. And happy holidays to all our listeners. Uh, I'm George O'Brien, editor of Business West Magazine. 
This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We'll see you again next time.